In today's episode, I am interviewing Tiana Walton, who is a STEM teacher for first through sixth graders. Tiana and I connected together on Instagram when she had recently purchased my K-5 STEM year-long plan, and it's been really fun chatting with her about the lessons that she's teaching in her classroom when I am teaching the same ones in my classroom at the same time. So it's been really fun chatting back and forth, and she has excellent questions all the time for me. And so I asked her, hey, why don't I have you on the podcast? I think you would be a perfect guest to have other teachers hear about you and your story in the STEM classroom. Tiana is a former long-term substitute, and she works in a small town outside of Lubbock, Texas. Her role teaches over 400 students in her building, and she loves to teach her students and show them all the ways to learn about projects and creating their challenges. Outside of teaching, Tiana loves to enjoy hanging out with her two beautiful kids and husband, and she also loves to stay active by playing sports, participating in gymnastics, and more. I love chatting with Tiana, and I know you are going to love to hear from her. She has so much passion and excitement for STEM, and it really shines in the way that she talks about her classroom. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. Well, thank you, Tiana, so much for being here today. I'm so glad we finally get to chat for, uh, virtually since we've been talking on Instagram over the past few months. And um, I, when I was starting my podcast, I gave you a little inkling, Will you be? would you want to be on the show? You said yes. So I double-checked with you again a few months later, and you were still excited to be yes. here. So I'm so happy to chat with you, and you're in your cute classroom. And before we hit record, you're showing me the cute poster that you have behind you with different inventors. So yes. I know that we're going to have a great time chatting together. You're just so much fun. It's so smiley. <laughs> so for the, and, and for me too, for those of us who don't know you yet, if you might, wouldn't mind telling us about yourself, your teaching background, and then how you stepped into your role as a STEM teacher. Well, my name is Tiana Walton. Um, I'm a small town girl from Slayton, Texas. It's about 15 minutes from Lubbock. I've stepped into teaching a few years after I graduated. Um, I became a long-term sub because COVID hit really hard here. And our district was like, you know, let's do this COVID relief subs. You know, teachers will be in and out. So I got to spend full time on campus um, for two and a half years. And then my third year, going into my third year, my admin approached me and she said, hey, we have this bright idea. We want to bring STEM to our campus. And I was like, okay. And she said, will you become our STEM teacher? And I said, um, yes, of course. Without even thinking about it, I was like, yes, sign me up. And so um, it's been so, I mean, this this is my first year and it's been so great. Having your curriculum really helped me a lot because I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't have anything to teach. And just having that K through fifth grade STEM all year long plan has been, I mean, it's been amazing. Um, I don't have to prep anything besides printing. And I'm like, this is so great. And so I've loved it. 
it's been a few months and it's been going really good. My kids have enjoyed it. The campus has been talking about it. So it's been perfect for us. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Well, that's so sweet. I treat yourself and you like, tell me how I like my year long plan. So that's so kind of you. And I'm so glad it's been helpful for your role and what a unique background you have because you're so used to teaching on the fly already in a sub position and you probably taught all the grades. So you're such a great fit for STEM because yeah. So you already know how it goes, how crazy it is. And that's so interesting. They had um, COVID relief subs. I wish we had that um, at my school at the time, but as we know, it was so crazy and everyone did everything different. So (laughs) the next day was like, oh, you'll be here. Oh, wait, never mind. You'll go here. (laughs) So it was really being flexible and being able to fit in each classroom. I mean, it opened up my relationships with the kids too, because now I have my own classroom and they're like, Miss Walton, we've been waiting for you to teach. And like, it's been so, it's been so amazing. These students are so kind and they're loving. They care about you and they know you care about them. So it's been great being able to build relationships with all of them. Oh, yeah. I love that part, too. It's cool seeing all of the kids in the school. Like another um, STEM teacher I chatted with, um, and you might feel the same way. It's kind of like being the cool aunt where yes. like you have a really fun – yeah, right? It's like yes, being a fun, it loving relationship. You're like, okay, you're on your way. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. How often do you see the kids? Are you a, a whole week with them or is it just once a week? So I see first through fifth grade and so – I'll see each class once a week. So each each class will come once to meet uh, Monday through Friday. So I'll have one class Monday, another class Tuesday, and it'll rotate throughout the week. So it's been great. It's a really awesome schedule too. Yeah, that's interesting. How do you manage um, projects? Because a lot of STEM teachers I've talked to, I feel like are more. it's more common where you see one a different class every day? Like, do you, how do you store everything? How do you manage all of that? That's a lot. I have cabinets everywhere in my classroom. (laughs) That has been my storage savior. So like if we do the building your own shelters, everybody, I've been trying to do group them, group them together so that I don't have individual projects all over the place. (laughs) So I've done table projects for the most part. And so each group has a section to where they store their projects. So it's helped out a lot. Oh, good. That's good. And then do you do a lot of digital assigning when it comes to the plans or engineering notebooks just because it changes so much every day? Or do you just keep it all with the projects? I want to try the digital next year because I did all paper this year. So I did a system of where month to month, what we're working on and classroom folders. So if they do a worksheet, it goes in their teacher's classroom folder. And then at the end of the month, they'll take all their papers home. Um, I want to try doing the digital because Google Classroom is what we use. And so I feel like if I can put it out there for them, they can do it on Google Classroom, save it, and it's there instead of for doing the worksheets and printing out. Totally. I did the same exact thing. And I go back and forth too. Like some things I still use yeah. paper. Like I always have kids plan on paper for the older kids because you know, it's it's just hard to draw digitally. I mean, for an elementary student, like we don't have the tools where we have a professional drawing yeah. pad with a stylus. So I, I'm with you. I still use paper for a lot of stuff, but 
I mean, it sounds like you're really organized and you're, look, you're happy today. You're on break and you're talking to me, which is pretty <laughs> I know, amazing. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here though. <laughs> Good. Um, so what have been your favorite parts about teaching STEM? I mean, I know that you love it and you love seeing the kids, but what else have been your favorite parts about it? Um, I think my favorite part about doing it is knowing that there is more to learning rather than just math and reading and STEM steps up for different kids. I mean, do you have those kids who rather use their hands to create things rather than reading a book? You have those kids who are all your science nerds and love building projects. And STEM class is a breakaway from learning. I mean, it's not preparing you for the star. It's not you have to make this grade or, you know. So I love having the kids be themselves in my class because it opens up to all the personalities in the campus. It's It's been really great. Good. That's so funny because a lot, a lot of teachers, I feel like say the same thing, like in different ways. Like I feel like with STEM, you see the kids in a different light. They can shine in a different way. Um, and it's so interesting. I don't know if you have these conversations too with like PE, art, and music, mm-hmm. but sometimes, and it's just depends on the kid, but sometimes they have a really hard time in PE but then I don't see those behaviors in STEM. And it's not that I'm some magical teacher, but there's just <laughs> something really special about STEM and that yes. hands-on learning and collaborating. And PE might not be their fave. And that's like more to say why we need more STEM in schools, because it's just an opportunity that all, most kids like it, but there are some yes. kids, it's like their thing. And they're like in their zone of genius. You probably see that too. Oh, yes. All the time. <laughs> wow. I do have those conversations with our art teacher. Um, We always talk about, hey, how did the kids do for you today? Like, touch and go. Like, what is something that I need to do to make them feel like, okay, this is something they can do and not get into their heads like, okay, I can't do this. This is too hard. So we have those conversations um, with each other. She's amazing. And she's always like, so, hey, so-and-so, what do you think? What do you think I need to do? And I'm like, oh, he did great in my class last week. So this is what I, you know, this is what he, the strengths he showed in my class. So we bounce ideas off of each other all the time, even though we teach two different things. Yep. Oh, yeah. We have the same thing because I feel the same way. Like, I know it can be like an island teaching STEM in a building if you're not a STEM school or you're just a specials teacher. So me and my um, teammates, we talk about students, I would say, the most and just, yeah, how to problem solve behavior management tricks, even though we have different subjects. Um, So that's definitely been helpful too. Do you have any other STEM teachers in your district or nearby? I know you said you're in a small spot. We have a guy um, who teaches our GT students and it's called Quest. So he touches STEM, but he doesn't. So it's like um, you're gifted and talented kids, like those kids that Mm -hmm. are they're above their grade level. So he gets those kids um, from each grade level and they do different projects and stuff. So it's really, and it's nice having him because he'll come into my class and he's like, oh, you're doing really great. Like getting his feedback because he's been doing it for years. So getting his feedback really like, it boosts my confidence because I'm like, okay, I messed up on this. Like what in the world am I doing? <laughs> but he comes in and he's like, oh, you're doing so great. The kids are always talking about your class. And just getting that feedback from my peers, I mean, it means a lot to me. So it works out. Oh, yeah. You're kind of 
alone in a sense. You're pretty much the only adult in the room, but you always have somebody there. There's always a child there, no matter what. And I have a glass wall so people can see what I'm doing, but I'm really alone all day. So that's really nice that he could pop in and let you know, because you don't always know. And trust me, I fail all the time. Like my room's a disaster. (laughs) And like, I feel like with kindergarten, I talk about kindergarten a lot in this podcast or in general, I love kindergarten, but they're just so interesting to me. Like those little kids where like, sometimes they get through a project really fast. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it takes them forever way longer. And I don't understand. I, they're a mystery to me and I love them. They're so creative, but that is exactly how my first graders are. Like they fly through things and then they're like, Oh wait, they're taking their time on it. They're coasting through it. And I'm like, okay, wait, this is something we should be pushing through. What are y'all doing? I know. And it's usually, it's even the same class. You're like, wait, what, what, what's happening? They're (laughs) so confusing to me. Yes. (laughs) They're so creative and so confusing. And I know a lot of people struggle with the little kids, but they're fine. But you even told me before we started recording that your son gets to be in your class sometimes. Yes. your school. I enjoy getting to teach him. And I'm like, okay, so I get to be the teacher today and not mommy right now. So it's really awesome because I get to see what he is like in class. And it's, I mean, it's awesome because he's so invested in my class He's so excited about these robots that he wants one for Christmas. <laughs> so it's yeah. getting to see him outside of mom and son relationship has really been, I think it's really built our relationship too, because we get to talk about my class and he gets to enjoy being in my class. And he's like, I see you in mom mode, but now I get to see you in teacher mode and it's so much fun. Oh, that is so cool. And not a lot of teachers can say that they've had their kid in their class. That is so amazing. That is so cool. Does he call you mom? No, he calls me Miss Walton. And it's so funny. <laughs> like some of the kids are he like, does? yes, some of the kids are like, that's your mom. You know that, right? And he's like, yeah, but she's Miss Walton at school. So <laughs> it's awesome. That is so cute. You're like, wait, what? Like It catches me off guard because I'm like, oh, oh, it's Corbin. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> do you call him son like hey bud I'm like, hey, just- okay what do you need Torben so it's like I'm trying I have to still be like oh we're still at school I can't say hey son yeah that is so cute he's like almost like acting with you yes like, he can <laughs> it catches me off guard That's- still and I'm like oh okay hey <laughs> That's so cute. Well, besides your son calling you your teacher name, has there anything else that has surprised you in this role? Because it's very hard, but also very exciting. And there's a lot of surprises. Like, what were you like? Oh, like, I did not expect that. Has there been anything like Um, that for you? I think the biggest O moment for me is the supplies that you use, like some of the stuff can come from your house and rather than going mm-hmm. to buy it and, and the store. So it's like the supply list to me is like, oh, I can use such and such for this. Like, I don't have to go buy like all this stuff for it. It can be, and the kids are like, we can bring sponges from home and do this. And I'm like, oh yes. Like being the flexibility of the supply list is what really amazes me. Like, and I was expecting, oh gosh, I'm going to spend a fortune on supplies and it's not been that case. So that's been the biggest, oh, moment for me is utilizing supplies that kids use every day at home in our projects. It's been very flexible. 
That is a really good point because I feel like a lot of teachers, and I felt the same way. I had a classroom and no, like no curriculum also, no materials, and it can be super overwhelming that you have to have a ton of money to get started in STEM. And it's nice to have fancy things. Like those are nice to have, but like you said, it's not required. I mean, you taught the whole STEM survival camp unit. Half of the stuff is stuff kids find from outside. Yes, it was, (laughs) and it was so amazing watching them like, oh, we're going to use sticks for this. Oh, wait, Miss Walton, you have popsicle sticks. Can we build popsicle? And I'm like, yes, like their brains were like, overload and they're like so excited to build all this stuff and it was awesome watching them put it all in play what they had planned out. Oh, totally. And it's cool. It's good for kids to think of the world in new ways. Like I feel technology is super important and I'm big on technology and using that, but also I'm really big on creating and doing things screen-free. I don't know about you as a kid, but I love to build stuff. Like I would sit and build random things for my Barbie dolls and I made them go to school. I was a teacher. Yep. yep. Teddy bears for the students. <laughs> same. Oh, same. Either, yep. I same way, like making stuff like, okay, like we're doing art class or whatever. Yeah. But I think like sometimes kids don't always get those opportunities or they their parents might forget about those things. So I'm so glad that they started this program at your school and you're excited about it and you're noticing we don't have to have all this fancy stuff, even though you're gifted all of these dash robots, which is so amazing, but it was awesome, (laughs) but it's good. I know. And I always see parents out and they're like, my kids love your classroom and they want to know what can they help bring. And I'm like, they don't have to bring anything unless we're doing a project. So it's been It's been awesome. I mean, getting the kids involved and the kids using their minds in different ways. I mean, it's been so great getting to watch them put what they're thinking out. Totally. And you're going to love it next year, um, seeing the same kids again and how much they've grown and learned from you, because that is a really cool thing about being like in a special area position is like as a classroom teacher, you they move on. You don't normally move up with them. I would no. never do that. But um, <laughs> but it's cool because you get to see them every year and um, you get to see that growth and you know what they did last year and you get to build up upon that learning. Yes. So it's just a really fun way to connect with the kids. So I know that. So you, you're so sweet. You're like already talked about the year long plan, but are there any specific resources of mine that um, you've seen great success with your students or that you really love teaching so far this year? It's like about halfway through the year. What have been some of your favorites so far? I think me and my kids enjoy the engineering design process chart because they're like, okay, we're asking this and then we imagine what's going to happen. And then we're going to put in our plan and then we get to share and create. Like, So they're like balancing their ideas back off of that design process. And I love seeing it because I'm like, okay, yes, they're so they're invested. They remember it. Good. That is so good. Have there been like a certain project that they used it? You're like, wow, you guys really understand this engineering design process. I think, yes, my fourth graders, they did the um, community. They built their community thing. And I mean, they were like, okay, so the question, what is the problem in this? We need to build out our landscape for a community. Okay. So the plan will be, and they were like, okay, so we're going to use clay and we're going to make roads and different things. And I I love seeing them put together their design. It was amazing. And they loved it. They were like, oh, Miss Walton, it looks like a real community. And I'm like, yes, that is what it's, that's what we're trying to do. (laughs) So it worked out. It was 
That was one of my favorites too. I love it because you and I are like teaching at the same time. So that's really cool to hear. Like your kids are loving it too. That I know, is I'm so like looking on your Instagram like, hey, let's see what her kids did with this project. So I can yeah. like feel what my kids should be doing. Yeah. Oh, well, and it can grow. It changes. Like I did the clay the first time and mine was so sticky. Oh, it was um, <laughs> I... I totally messed up and then kids were screaming and I had clay all over the floor, Play-Doh, and then they're like like flinging it in the air. It was all over their computers and like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, so yeah. the clay stays on the table. We do not put clay anywhere else but the table. So my expectations were like, I'm embedding these expectations in you. This is what we're going to Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, and like with so many other projects, you like have to make up expectations along the way. You're like, I'm like, "Um, okay, I wasn't expecting this. So next time I know to say this expectation. So yes. And it's like a touch and go thing. I mean, now I know next year when I do this for the second year, I'll know, okay, these were the expectations that I followed. This is what we need to continue to do for this project. So it's been so much fun. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah, that community one's really cute. And a lot of kids start getting interested about, oh, maybe I want to be a civil engineer yes. design a city, or maybe I want to be an architect, or they say, oh, my mom's an architect. So it's really neat, like the conversations that they come up just from that project mm-hmm. or even others just thinking about just topics they might not realize they know. And I love the weirder the topic, the better. I love it when I ask kids, oh, do you guys know what a Rube Goldberg machine is? Oh, And there's like two... Yeah, and the two kids like raise their hand and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys, good thing because my job's a teacher and I get to teach you what a Rube Goldberg is and then how it's all going to connect together. So it's just really cool. Like the more obscure, the better. Yes. My fifth graders <laughs> were so excited to do that Rube Goldberg machine. Like they were like getting their work done in class so they can come to class. And I'm like, okay, I literally have every single one of you today. Let's start our... They're like, Miss Walton, we worked so hard to get our work done. We wanted to do this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, I mean, it was amazing. They We used dominoes and the wooden blocks, and they used marbles to push their stuff. I mean, they were so invested, and they were like, we never knew what this was. That's what this is. We watch YouTube yeah. videos over this. And I'm like, yes, that is yeah. exactly what it is. So they're like, there's science. Yes, them putting the name to what they're actually watching and not knowing what it was. It was so funny. I was like, yeah, y'all probably watch these all the time. And they're like, yeah, we watched this guy on a skateboard do it one day. I'm like, oh my gosh, how convenient. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had one kid, and I don't know why I didn't think of this. He's like, that's like in Home Alone. He has a Rube Goldberg. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think about that. Me neither. And so there's one clip of him setting it up. I don't think you can play it in school where it's like actually hurting the people, but there's one clip on YouTube. So the kids setting it all up and they're all, they're all gasping. There's like feathers and there's nails and then ice. Like it's super dangerous. What do you think? <laughs> and he's like setting this up for, to catch robbers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, whoa, that's kind of dangerous. But yeah, they told me about it. I'm like, oh, you're right. That's, yeah, that's true. So you'll have to look it up. Like the bowling ball coming down from the thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, he's pretty smart. I'm like, we're not going to do any of this in our design, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> we're keeping it small and simple on the table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Well, if there is anyone in a similar position like you, would there is there anything that you would recommend to them or any advice getting started? You're super energetic and I think you're perfect for uh, your position. But anyone who's starting out like you, what would you recommend or give advice I would for? say definitely resources. Looking for, just like yours, looking for curriculum that you think is best fit for your students, getting to know the curriculum before you teach it, um, asking people around you for help because that takes a village, literally. <laughs> I think just looking into everything and preparing for what you're about to step into is one of the biggest things I could say you need to do because STEM is not reading and math. It's not just one particular thing. It's everything. It's building different things and learning what your kids are learning and you're doing it together. So it's I've loved it and I've enjoyed every minute of it. And I think having your resource, um, having RGT teacher here, um, having my admin, the other teachers, just science teachers, they know exactly different kinds of projects and what STEM is. So it's been great having a village to help me get through this year. That is really great advice. That is so helpful. I hope you guys all go back and rewind that because that was so good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tiana, for being here. I'm so glad we got to chat um, since we've been messaging each other. Um, is there a way that teachers can find and connect with you? And we'll link it in the show notes. Um, yes, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm strictly on Instagram now. Um it, my username is t.simone. Um, it'll be in her link, as she said. Um, feel free to follow me. Um, I'm transitioning my Instagram into my teacher resource so that you'll get to see all the other things that I get to do in class. Um, it's been great being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much. And I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementary STEM coach podcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, NaomiMeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.